You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Come, let us bow down in worship before him. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. God is here. My dear brothers and sisters, you and I are midway through the holy season of Lent. How well are you progressing on your journey? Have you remained steadfast to your Lenten resolves? Confessed your sins in the sacrament of penance? Prayed with fervent hearts? Served the poor, hungry, and forgotten? Made peace with those who have offended you and those whom you have offended? Have you embraced your children and grandchildren with a kiss, your spouse with tenderness, your family and friends with affection and understanding? Have you worked diligently and honestly, living day to day, in the good graces of the Lord, maintaining a spirit of purity, charity of heart, a good, gentle, holy example? Simply put, how are you doing spiritually? How are we doing spiritually? In today's reading from the book of Exodus, Moses finds himself once again amid all kinds of controversy and struggle with the Israelites. They were hard-headed and hard-hearted. They grumbled against God and complained to Moses, even threatening to kill him. They were thirsty, hungry, disobedient, tired, hostile, angry. And in his utter frustration, Moses appeals to God, saying, Adonai, Lord, what am I going to do with this rabble? Will they ever be satisfied? Will they ever show even a modicum of thanks to your majesty, and to your goodness. God instructs Moses to strike a certain rock with his staff. Water flowed. The people drank their fill, and peace, at least for the moment, prevailed. As we read, the Lord said, Strike the rock, and water will flow from it 
for the people to drink. The place was called Manasseh and Meribah because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord. St. Paul, in his letter to the church in Rome, explains to both Jewish and Gentile Christians living there that dissension is useless. Faith and the love of God in union with Christ must prevail. Paul challenges the community of Christians in Rome to be of one mind and heart, writing, God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. In today's gospel drawn from John, Jesus and his apostles travel through Samaria. Jesus wished to be alone. It was forbidden for Jews to travel through Samaria. Unlike the Jews in the north, who worshipped and offered sacrifice in Jerusalem's temple, the Samaritans who lived in the south were forbidden to enter Jerusalem because they were despised and deemed unclean, prohibited from worshipping in Jerusalem. As a result, they offered sacrifice and prayer on designated mountaintops. So, who exactly was this Samaritan woman? It is obvious that Jesus desired to meet her. He arrived at noontime in the heat of the day, knowing that she would be drawing water at the well. The people from her village drew water in the cool of the early morning. She went daily at noontime to avoid, to avoid the townsfolk who scorned her and condemned her because she was married and divorced five times and now living with a man who was not her husband. Jesus startled her and began to discuss her scandalous and sinful ways. Christ knew her emptiness and sadness. He revealed to her that he is the Messiah, the long-awaited one, the anointed of the Lord. She was overwhelmed. Returning to her village, she announced the good news all are saved through Christ. Jesus is the power of God. When the apostles returned to the well, they were amazed that Jesus was still speaking to this woman. As scripture says, many Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of his word. We no longer believe because of your word, but we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is truly the savior of the world. Beloved in Christ, what have we learned from this encounter? First and foremost, Jesus is the living water. When we live in Christ, no one need thirst. 
This is a significant theological truth because John revisits this image of Jesus as the wellspring of living water in the 21st chapter of the book of the Apocalypse, which he wrote. Secondly, after the encounter with Jesus, the woman's life was changed. Metanoia, a complete conversion of heart. Jesus did not condemn her, but rather forgave, reconciling her to God and to the villagers from whom she was estranged. In every circumstance of life, the love of God supersedes sin. The mercy of God casts out guilt and shame. Thirdly, Jesus' ministry embraces all people from every walk of life. Salvation in Christ is given as gift and must be freely received as such. My friends, seek the mercy and grace, comfort and love of the Lord. Like the Samaritan woman, draw living water from the fountain of life, the wellspring of salvation alive in you. Drink and never thirst. As disciples of this generation, rejoice, give thanks, for the limitless blessings which Christ bestows on repentant hearts, hearts of flesh, hearts that love, hearts that are loved. Examine your conscience with meticulous care. Carry your cross with confidence and joy. Remain in Christ and live. I would like to share with you an excerpt of a poem written by a Christian poet, Edward Potts. He writes, I went to the well as a woman of sin. When I left the well, I had Jesus within. The curse on my lips had been changed into praise. I'll never more thirst for the rest of my days. The man at the well, his praises I will sing. I drank of the water, new life did he bring. My life, which was empty, is now full and free because of the water God's Son gave to me. Lord, by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. You are the Savior of the world. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.